finest line of poetry ever uttered in the history of this whole damn country was said by Canada Bill Jones in 1853 in Baton Rouge while he was being robbed blind in a crooked game of Pharaoh. George Duvall, who was, like Canada Bill, not a man who was averse to fleecing the odd sucker, drew Bill aside and asked him if he couldn't see that the game was crooked. And Canada Bill sighed, shrugged his shoulders, and said, I know, but it's the only game in town. Neil Gaiman, American Gods. When we last heard from our adventurers, they were living it up and spending much of their newfound riches in the city of Sigilstar, with several games of chance and skill lying in wait to take their hard-stolen goods, plus a night of entertainment on the horizon. First things first, I want to thank everyone who has been patiently waiting for this episode. Like the last one, there were complications on top of not wanting to rush a shitty project out, and I've learned a lot, so hopefully this will not be as common going forward. The second, I need to address a question about the last episode that I received. When Angela pitched the idea of Lady Diana to me, we leaned heavily into that ivory tower background, so she was effectively given Mommy's credit card for her increase to be able to make it to Sharn safely. That was the line of credit. It is a thing in Eberron, but we played it a little more like an actual credit card than just a line of credit to access the bank account. Uh, it was something that was briefly mentioned in episode one, uh, but was mostly discussed in the now lost episode zero, and it was meant to be a deus ex machina so that they didn't have to worry about money for a few sessions, and now is, well, here we are. And third, after the recording of this session uh, was when we separated from the previous network, and around that same time, Bingy stepped down from the campaign to take care of some personal things, and so this is the last episode, for now, featuring the rogue Thero. And so, as the sun starts to set on Sigilstar and the nightlife cries out for attention, the story continues. So, we're going to talk to the players for just a second. Let's go down the line here. Bingy, what do you know about trolls? They are nasty, nasty little buggers. They don't. Don't really care much about the hygiene. They will gladly like eat anything with a pulse. Okay. That is some common feelings about them. Okay. Cody, what do you know about trolls in 5e? Trolls are large. They're fey folk. I guess they're giant-sized. They don't like light. And they have really sensitive hearing. Trey, I know you definitely know that they're drop-dead gorgeous. I was going to say, the only thing I know is I'm about to fuck one. (laughs) Mike and Angela, what do you know about trolls? I, no, got, no, I got nothing. Yeah, nothing from Foggy. I, I just know about the ones that hide under bridges, and then I remember the cave trolls from Lord of the Rings. They eat the little billy goat's gruff. <laughs> Mike D, what do you know about trolls? Well, they're large, brutish, just disgustingly violent creatures. You would think that they're not all that smart, that they're much smarter than you would think they are. Uh, they don't really have a society to speak of, but you will see them like as mercenaries to other kind of monstrous creatures like orcs and whatnot. You know, they're very much food and treasure kind of creatures. Uh, just just nasty, nasty things. Mechanically, what is the biggest trait that makes trolls different than a lot of other creatures that you've run into in, in, in D&D? Well, it, uh, it has multiple attacks. It's going to smack you three times, and uh, they've got different uh, properties to those attacks. I don't know. They're just very aggressive. What keeps them going? more than most monsters that you have to fight in the world. Food? Just a 
So no one out of character knows this. So let's go back into character. So Creve, as you finish up with your brewing and your mixtures, the old man behind the counter is still a little grumbly from dealing with your compatriots. And he looks over. If you do want to uh, keep working elsewhere, uh, you know, you're always free to come by. We've got a sale right now, only uh, 45 gold for uh, uh, your own supplies, if you'd like. Ooh, 45 gold. So again, with the, with the is that the alchemist set? Alchemist supplies. I wouldn't then, at that point, need to go to another one of these places, is that correct? You still have to have the time and a place to like put them all, but yes, you could then do it from anywhere you want. For 45 gold pieces, I will buy myself some alchemist tools. Keep... Loads up some of the you know, the mortar and pestle and the beakers and the little... I'll never remember the name of that stupid thing. Little bubbly things. And he puts them in a, a nice little leather sack for you. They've got its own little pouches so it doesn't knock around and risk breaking while during normal use. Hands it over to you, takes your gold, and wishes you a fair day. You have a good one, sir. And again, I apologize for the gang of idiots that came with me. They just don't understand science at all. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a unique thing to, to grasp sometimes, but uh, hopefully they, they won't let you down under any circumstances. Excellent. Well, I appreciate it. So I uh, bid you good day, and hopefully we'll catch each other at another time. Trey. Yes. Trey Hulies. You enter in to the Hunter's Guild. It looks about exactly how you would assume. It looks like a hunting lodge for a bunch of rich weirdos. Gosh. <laughs> there are various normal looking animals up on the wall there's the there's some deer a bear's head mounted and then you see some more unique things one that looks like a giant ant's head coming off the wall another one is a griffin from watching it rip that manticore to shreds earlier in the day and one you would almost say it's a dragon if if you didn't know that most dragons would not be caught by anyone in this establishment we're goddamn boy y'all are country in here that's this Word. I, get uh, I need a fur ass coat, dude. I need something. If you got something real thick that would help with, you know, a little fighting, a little flexible, that'd be great. But uh, I need a fur coat. I don't care if it's just stylish. So the gentleman that turns as you are placing your request, he is a large bear of a man. Hold on. Is he bigger than me? No. <laughs> He's as big as a human could get, and you still have about a foot and a half on him. Hell yeah. He sees you and kind of puffs his chest out. A friendly like, ah, you know what you're doing. Right. I got you. He turns around, scratches his big brown beard, looks you over. Whew. It's going to take quite a bit of skin, but I think we can manage. (laughs) All right. What do you got? Comfortability is definitely going to be a a big thing. So what I'd say we have in enough supply for you, and he goes over, starts pushing some things aside and he pulls out this dark brown fur comes over sets it down it's a nice thick hide well we've got this brown bear here now this is going to be the lower end one it would be five gold for us to make the the whole thing for you now if you have more discerning tastes and he goes over and he pulls out this white tiger striped furs and comes over and sets them down now this would be 20 gold because this it's a lot harder to get the white tigers in down here, but we do have enough that we could do it for you. Do I get any benefits between one or the other? Or is it just styling and profiling? Under the right circumstances, looking more fly would help. 
also count as high-end apparel? Word. Would Jessica like it? Would it help me out with her at all? <sighs> Come on, Bob. I'm going to be styling and profiling now. Roll insight. Four. Uh, oh. Minus one. Ooh. She <laughs> would love it. She would absolutely adore it. Hell yeah. I want the stripes, dude. Let's do it. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, it's going to take some time for us to get it together. If you'd like to come over here for just a moment, I'll get your measurements, and we can have it ready for you by the morning. By the morning? No, 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 no. What can I pay you to get this done tonight? Because I need it for my plans later. I (laughs) I want to look fly as hell. You're wanting it by sundown? By sundown, by the festivals. Mm, 10 more gold, so 30 gold, and I can have it ready for you by sundown. Seven more gold. Eight more. Dale, get it done. ASAP. All right. <laughs> he takes you over to a series of... You can tell that he's not necessarily Taylor's shop. He's using, like, actual rulers that he would use for measuring <laughs> the plaques, but he's going to start getting your measurements right now, and we're going to go off to Chris and Diana. So you are heading to a local branch of the House Kundarak Banks. Yep. There are people bustling about, but they've got enough people in the bank to manage. And a young dwarf behind the counter waves you over. Okay, I turn to Chris and I say, Hey, see if we can get out 200 gold and I'll split it with you. Do you take these cards? Oh, absolutely, yes. Uh, those are the uh, the marks of credit, absolutely. Uh, may, may I? Yeah, here you go. All right. And the dwarf takes it, looks over it, eyes widen, glances up to the two of you, shrugs, checks out. And he takes it to the back in several moments, returns with two bags. He may have overheard that conversation as you approached. And two bags, each containing 100 gold. All right. And hand you the writ of credit back. Anything else we can do for you today? That is all for today. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you again for choosing Kaus Kunderak for all of your banking needs. Ta-ta. Thanks. I can't believe that worked. I can't believe that worked. It's crazy. It's pretty awesome. Now I have to go to the message center immediately and uh, send this letter so that my mom doesn't cut us off. 10-4. That's what we're going to do. It's a little shop off to the side and very similar to where the House Kunderak Bank was manned by several dwarves that were moving about. There are gnomes all over this building as well as several travelers and various people scribbling away on notes to be put into envelopes. As you glance around, there are many quills writing without anyone touching them in various places around the shop. As one customer finishes up and walks away, a gnome haggardly waves you over. Come, 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 come. What what can uh, can we do for you all today? Uh, Yes, I need to send a message to my mother. She's the matriarch of the House de Lorindar. He takes a moment, looks around, pulls out a small map. We do have a speaking stone location in Stormhome, so yes, that should just be... And uh, do do you have that written down for us? I do. May I dictate it to you to make sure that you understand my handwriting? Oh, it it is written? Uh, Give me... Let me me take a look. Okay. It says, Dearest Mother... Great news. 
I finally have my dragon mark. I feel that I am learning how to control and use my power every day. However, I do need to bring to your attention something is very troubling. Please pardon my boldness, but whoever told you that the idea that a luxury airship liners do not need standard battle and protection weapons needs to be inspected as possibly being a spy. <laughs> yes, I realize that I should not be importing my betters, but please think. Our airships are the highest quality, and the belief that all of our airships should not have the most basic protection is folly. I hope you can understand that my advice and belief is true of heart. Your loving daughter, Diana, P.S., I would like to say thank you for the line of credit. I had no idea how much weapons and lodgings could be in different towns and cities. No, it's very concise, and you have very nice handwriting. Thank you. Especially for anyone in this neck of the woods. Yes, uh, Absolutely. So that would be uh, da, 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 30 gold, 6 silver. I hand him 30 gold and 6 silver. We'll have that going out within the hour. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. I turn to Chris and I go, okay, what would you like to do now? You could have said, hey, mom, sorry about the boat. <laughs> anyway. No, he needs to be told, okay? I don't know what they were thinking and something needs to be inspected in that house. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know you're upset. I am upset. That was a beautiful airship. <laughs> no, it was really nice. Especially when it was on its side. It looked great. Mm. I start to tear up a little and I walk off. <laughs> Aww. Oh, come on! Perfect CW moment there. <laughs> Hallmark special. Thero <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> Reese. It does not take you very long, as this is a very large city, so they do like to make sure that worshippers of the Silver Flame can get get to a, a temple. Or You do find that there is a temple nearby the merchants' quarters. <laughs> as you approach, you've noticed this architecture, uh, the stained glass, these wonderful geometric shapes. Here at the temple, it is where it is at its finest, glorious depictions of knights in battle and soldiers for the flame, as well as several depictions of the coatl, usually wrapped around the flame or depicted near the flame. And as you enter, there are some people who are tending and getting things prepared, but there's not seem to be a service going on immediately. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I take a uh, hit off my flask as I come through the door. <clears throat> What's going on in here? Look over it at Thero. I say I've been reflecting a little bit lately. I've been kind of wondering where this mojo comes from, this ability of mine. It just kind of turned on in war one day. I haven't really put too much thought into it, but I'm kind of curious where this power comes from. You and me both at this point. Well, I kind of stride around the temple, kick a pew a little bit, look at some of the stained glass, find somebody that looks like some kind of an official. Once they noticed you were not there to assist, one of the priests and the nicer robes comes over. Brothers, is there anything we can do for you today? Well, a nice place you got here, I have to admit. Stained glass. It's pretty. It's pretty. Well, absolutely. We spare no expense in honoring our dedication to the Silver Flame. I look around uh, at some of the healing going on. Does any of it appear to be based in magics or divine power, or is it just standard healing? You do not see any healing going on right now. Most of what's going on inside the temple right now, putting up streamers and uh, decorations for the next holiday or event. Oh, okay. Looks like they're setting up a spot for a potluck. 
like a ceremony kind of thing. Yeah, they're preparing for a ceremony. What are you guys doing here? What's uh, what kind of place you got going on here? A lot of a lot of pomp and circumstance. What what is this for? What do you, what do you guys do here? Well, we. He looks genuinely confused for a moment, <laughs> glancing around. We worship the silver flame and thank it for all that it has done in protecting us from the evils of this world. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get all that, but what do you do here? What really happens? I'm curious. I'm I'm getting a little more curious in the uh, the world of the men of the cloth lately. <laughs> I. The worship, and I get, I get all that, but what, what's really going on here? We're very curious people. I, I can tell. Let's just say I found myself with some abilities recently, and I'm trying to investigate into the world of the uh, the gods, so to speak. I'm, I still don't know what's going on here. I kind of look at my hands curiously. You have recently discovered divine powers. I mean, I don't know if that's what I would call it. That's what I'm trying to get to the bottom of here. Have you pieced other living beings back together using only your willpower? Yes. Technically, that is close enough to what we would consider divine. It is possible that the power of the silver flame is acting through you specifically. Every now and then it does choose champions to step forward and do its bidding, such as the the speaker herself, who gets messages directly from the silver flame up in flame key. As far as what we do specifically, we are a community center. We are here for the people who need guidance and who need direction in their lives to help them find something more than just the everyday struggles of this world all right how about a i got a pamphlet how about a pamphlet you got a book something i could take with me to read on this i don't know <laughs> i look around we just happened and he goes over and there's some leather-bound books some of the the recent teachings passed down from the speaker so if you would like take a copy by all means all right. If this is the Silver Flame speaking to you, we would not want to deny you the ability to to serve it with gusto. Uh, Silver Flame, you say? Well, all right, we'll see. And I tuck it under my arm and wink at him and back towards the group. Be blessed by the flame, brothers. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, did you have anything you want to do, uh, Thero? Take one last look around, like be a little bit more thorough before I head on out. Roll perception. I got a nine. Damn it. It seems like everyone here is working hard to get prepared for the festivities, but you do notice that there's, of the, the 10 or so people who are in here moving about, only three of them are actually dressed in robes. The rest of them are dressed in uh, common clothes that perhaps they are just regular common folk. On my way out the door, I want to see one of these robed guys and, and do some kind of nonsensical, like, symbol of the cross religious thing. I'm just going to make something up that looks ridiculous. Like, <laughs> they attempt to respond, but don't quite, don't recognize your dialect. There we go. Creve. Yes. You enter into the general goods store. Mm-hmm. There is an eccentric young man behind the counter. Oh, well, well, welcome, welcome. Yes, welcome. I, <laughs> oh no, this is the guy next door. Anyway, um, uh, yes, how can we, uh, how can we help you today? What, what, what brings you in? I have a, just a list of some general things I need to get a hands on. I assume you can help me with that. Sure. Uh, let me know what you need. Uh, d- is it all written out? Yes. Yes. Then I will take it back to my, uh, my helper, uh, Amber, and she will uh, get those things together for you as I need to get back uh, next door. Uh, uh, d- uh, d- what, please, here. Th- thank you. Thank you. <laughs> he takes your list and disappears into the back. 
you hear uh, quite a bit of shuffling and commotion. After about a minute or so, a young red-haired girl comes back out with all of the things on a tray. Ah, all right, there we go. And uh, is there anything else we get for you today? No, that's it. Let's see. That red hair. That That is some striking red hair that you have, by the way. Well, thank you. I don't know if you know, but uh, red hair can have some very special qualities, and I am one of a tinkerer. I was wondering if I could maybe have a strand of that beautiful red hair. <laughs> psycho baby. Oh, psycho. <laughs> He's crazy. <laughs> so, roll insight. <laughs> Twelve. Ooh. She looks panicked. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> but not for the reasons that she should be panicked. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh. I, um, I am honored, sir, by your request, but that would not be possible. I, I need to keep it all on my head. Okay. Fair enough. Th- thank you for understanding. Looks like that'd be four gold pieces for that equipment. Yes, yes, I do believe that's the uh, uh, the total with all of these. Excellent. Could you take an extra two gold pieces here and uh, give me 20 silver pieces with that? Oh, uh, absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Thank you. As she turns to go, you notice a strand of hair fall onto the counter as she turns to go change out your gold. Quickly grab a piece of that and stow it with... The other gear that I haven't exploded yet. (laughs) Oh, boy. She comes back, sets the 20 silver on the counter, and straightens herself up. Um, Is there anything else we can do for you today? Nope, that is it. Thank you very much for your time, and you have a wonderful festival. You too, sir. Take care. Trey, once he has all of your measurements, come back in a few hours right before sundown, and I'll have it ready for you. Ah, boy... I'll leave you be, dude. I don't want to bother you. Do you have a certain time that you need me back here or just before Sunday? Seems kind of vague. I have this uncanny feeling that I'm going to have it done just in the nick of time. All right, perfect. I'm going to go get drunk then. I'll holler at you later, boy. <laughs> you enter the Little Dragon, and the gentleman behind the the bar, as, as you as you approach, just keeps, you know, his eyes keep going up and up and up. Uh... Yes, Traveler, how can we help you today? Yeah, man, I am going to play cards and see strippers later, so I'd love to get drunk, but I also find this whole ocarina here. I think we could cut a little deal where I could drink for free and you throw a little gold my way and I'll entertain your, your patrons. That's an ocarina. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see how you do, and then we'll talk price afterwards. All right, word. I sit down and start playing uh, Careless Whisper. <laughs> the lowest key possible. <laughs> Go ahead and roll that perform. Twelve. Damn. The tavern goers don't hate it. It's a bit of a change of pace. It's low enough that it doesn't seem to bother them. He agrees to to cover your drinks while you play. <sighs> Fine, let's do it. Strip club is that what people said? Uh, a lot of so, people wanted to do that. That's weird. So <laughs> I so I mentioned I mentioned it as handbills. But what I'm probably going to do is uh, actually I'm going to do like a, a, a bark, a quiet, like a barker in the background um, mm. of the episode. <clears throat> but what you're hearing is that the that 
around sundown, there are three three events going on. There mm-hmm. is a variety show at a place called the Dockside, uh, featuring Big Mama Mercy, mm-hmm. a burlesque a a burlesque performer renowned across Corvair. She takes it all off. There is a poker game that is also being advertised near the docks, uh, not not at the same place. So, so to, to, to warn to warn everybody in advance, there are three separate locations. Um, there is a poker game with a one hundred gold buy in, and mm-hmm. there is um, a barbecue joint that is uh, has just has just a new barbecue joint that is just opening its doors. And there, uh, there is a challenge to anyone who can finish a whole roast hog. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I, I know what I'm doing. Challenge accepted. <laughs> there we go. Yep. <laughs> name again? Sorry, I didn't get it written down. Oh. oh. Do you want to do uh, the burlesque show? No, no, no. We can do the barbecue first while we wait on the rest of the group to catch up to us. Okay. Uh, big, big Mama Mercy. Okay. Now and again, they're all they're all scheduled to happen uh, after sundown. So, oh, I can eat really fast. Okay, cool. I like it. <laughs> so I guess we, right. the group. So we're gonna eat, and then we're gonna run over there and meet with them. Sweet. That's the idea. I like it. Alrighty. Um, Cree, was there anything else you needed from the the merchants? No. Is it about sundown right now? No, I'm well. I'm, I'm about. I'm seeing. I'm seeing if anyone wants to do anything else before sundown right now. I had. I had a weird idea. There's like, is there a place in town where someone's being stuck in the stocks for like some sort of punishment or anything for oh what God. they did? No. No. Oh. Okay. Never mind. No. Okay. Goodness. <laughs> They're about uh, uh, bleed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Uh, this this is this is a proper town. We we hide our we hide our uh, sinners with shame, uh, with shame like proper people. You and your samples. What is with you? <laughs> I had another plan too. Thank you very much. Yeesh. It's not just all samples with me for crying out loud. But uh, no, other than that, I can uh, just think. Trey, as you're having a few beers, and you start to notice the sun getting dimmer. Outside, which is your cue. Uh, uh, I'm all in. Let's do this. You head back to the Hunter's Guild, and he has it there for you. It is gorgeous. It is a beautiful... It's long enough that it comes down to about mid-shin. Hell yeah, perfect. You feel like you're wearing two full tigers. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it sounds badass. All right. Um, Chris and Diane? Chris, what would you like to do? Eh... I say that we go somewhere where um, everybody knows your name. Yeah, <laughs> what's the most entertaining thing going on right now? Uh, I might save myself for some of that barbecue. Maybe join in some friendly eating competition and then catch some burlesque because I'm sure there'll be plenty of hair samples and other things I can sample there. Ew. There's a whole bunch. Of- <laughs> yeah. oh, God. All right, so Thero. Yes. Uh. Since you were going to the docksides first, down the block from Turin's, the tavern where y'all were staying in the basement of, it's called the Dockside, and it's literally the warehouse that is uh, next to one of the docks. Hmm. As you approach, standing out front of this place is a—he's a human, 
but he looks like his face has been through a couple meat grinders. Cauliflower ears, his nose has been broken once or twice. Okay. And he's standing there with a little tin mug of something hot, just sipping on it while he's leaned up next to the door. Interesting. Um, well, I, uh, I don't try to make a move, but I at least want to take a good look at the, just the, the place all together where he's at. Um, can I roll a perception? Yeah, go and roll perception. Natural 20. Alrighty. The first thing that you notice is that he looks like he's got a knife on him just in case, tucked up underneath the back of his pants. You notice that the words, the dock side are written in the most plain fight. If you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't have noticed the name of the establishment up there. Mm. But you can tell from the way it's shaped that the warehouse itself is set below like where he's standing. It looks like it was an old ship warehouse that has been modified into something else. On this side, there are no windows. Okay. Well, in that case, take a look around, see if there is some windows, maybe something I can take a little peek inside. You walk past it, closer to the docks themselves. You can see where they're Used to be two large doors, probably where the ships came in and out of, that have been boarded up and like plated shut so that they the doors can't open. There are some like those big warehouse windows that are going across the front of it and on the doors, but they have been painted black. <laughs> I, I I heard that very nice, very nice. <laughs> Um, hmm. Well, I, I think honestly, if, if I go any closer, I feel like I'm going to give myself away. So I think for now, I could, is it like, could I possibly get like came back and then see, and then tell the game so, what I just saw as, as you are. So as, as you, you walk past, you take a look, you see the, the blacked out windows, uh, as you turn back a couple who look very out of place, like a very nice looking couple come across they're kind of giggling to each other looking around the docks oh we're in the bad part of town honey (laughs) and they go up and the the gentleman with the cup looks over at them five gold for the two of you and the gentleman hands him the money hands them a two small pieces of paper and they walk in ah part of me wants to be able to go inside there so i mean it's a performance center so i mean it's almost like he's the door guy and you buy tickets from him all right i'll go up and i'll pay him uh how much is it for to go inside, sir? Do you want VIP or do you want the regular seating? What's the difference? About three gold. Uh, what do I get with the VIP treatment? Table service, and you get to be right up front for Big Mama Mercy. If that's what you fucking want. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I will go VIP. Why not? All right. Four gold. Woo! All right. Four gold. He pulls out a, a solid piece of silver. Looks like it's been pressed out and hands it to you. Give that to the waitress and she'll seat you. Your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. He opens up the door and there's a long staircase going down into the establishment. Trachelis and Reese. Trachelis in his fine ass fur coat. Hell yeah. Stroll up. I look around to see if it's uh, gaining him any unnecessary attention. Roll perception. See if there's any ne'er do wells eyeballing his coat. That's uh, going to be a twenty-one. You see, there are some people who are outside eyeing him. Ooh, he looks like a high roller that might have some stuff when he leaves. Most people seem all right. He's looking fucking fly for a 
giant rock man. All right. You all go in. They do say 100 gold buy-in. You are playing with that 100 gold. There are several tables in this assembly. This is you know, for, for... It's not the best part of town, but it definitely looks like the house has made enough money that they've invested. You know, there's the chairs are lined with velvet. The, they're proper tables for people to sit at. It looks like there's six chairs per table. Four tables set up. A well-dressed gentleman steps up to the two of you. Are you playing tonight, or are you merely observing? Oh, I'm winning tonight. Woo! Is that so? All right. Luck is on my side. He looks to Tracules. And you, sir, are you playing as well? We're both winning tonight is the only way I look at it. Let's do this. (laughs) Separate tables, then. And (laughs) he leads you all down, sets Tracules at one table, sets Reese at a different one. All right, good luck over there. Hell yeah, you too, brother. Dealers come in. Both of you roll perception. Mm, 21 again. Three. God damn it. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. you feel so fly in this jacket. You just know <laughs> that everyone's eyes are already on you, and you don't even worry about it. Hey, we're about to win some monies, boy. Reese, do you notice, seated down at one of the other tables, an older gentleman... He has that Kenny Rogers look to him. You get that feeling of, you have been doing this for a long time. All right. But you also notice that he is wearing a very familiar symbol, a solid black pendant with nine diamond pips in it that resembles the symbol of Eladra. Someone else who believes that Lady Luck is on his side. Sitting at the fourth table, a very large individual. He looks like about the same size as Trey. What? And he is, his furs are a little more toned down. There's some bright colors about him. He has a, a wide brim hat, silted down. You can gauge from that jutting jaw and teeth peeking out from his lips. That is a very large orc who is counting over his gold. Whoa. More people fill in and begin to be seated until everyone is ready to go. And let's go back to the, to the barbecue. Grieve Chris and Diana, yes. It's a happening place that you all approach. Looks like another warehouse that got renovated into a restaurant. You can smell that slow roasted meat, that slow cooked meat, like wafting out and various spices of molasses and vinegars. As you all walk in, you see that there are some people preparing themselves. A lot of guys who look like weightlifters or guards who spend way too much time practicing with their great swords off to the side rubbing their bellies getting ready gentleman in a bloodied butcher's apron walking about anyone else for the competition anyone else here for the competition tonight we've got two slots left two slots left anyone else i'm in i push chris forward go man go all right the two of you huh <laughs> what never seen a monster before <laughs> <laughs> you got two of them in here now buddy please We've had plenty of our monsters here. And hell, the champ couldn't be here tonight. He's definitely of your ilk. Glancing to Chris. Mm. It's ten gold for the competition. You're going to win the pot if you can finish first. Sounds fair to gold. me. We'll do it. All right. There are six, and they, they sit up a long table. You can hear people whispering, putting bets on, on who they think is going to be able to finish it first. Dana, do you want to bet on either of your friends? Uh, no, I'm going to watch enraptured the whole time and just scream, go, 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 go. <laughs> All righty. 
Hey, what guy? How many stomachs you got? Just the one, but it's big enough, and these jaws can do a lot of pounds per square inch of pressure. That's what she said. Giggity. <laughs> All right, friendly competition. They sit Chris on one end of the table and Creve on the other end of the table, and then four big old boys come on in, and they sit down in between. Everybody starts cheering as they roll in this huge metal rack from the back, and it's got six plump hogs. They've been roasting for a day or two, just getting nice and ready. Meat! Yeah, that's proper. <laughs> Waitress comes over, sets down a, a mug of cheap ale in front of each of you. Two guys come over, take each hog off, set one in front of everybody. No nibbling ahead of time. No nibbling ahead of time. You hear that? <laughs> We're watching you. It's going to be a fair fight. Like I said, first one to finish your hog goes home with the prize. And we'll begin in a second. So, Thero, <laughs> you go down that long staircase. From what you saw outside and where you walked down, you are right above sea level. There's probably water right underneath the floorboards that you're standing on. It's a large open area. It has a bar towards the back of it. There are several tables. Uh, it looks like a, a normal underground, kind of an underground bar. But as you go down, the ceiling doesn't go down with you. Oh. They still have the full open area of the warehouse. And the stage is set off to the far side. So there is a lot of room it looks like a, no, a large concert hall. Okay, okay. Young waitress comes over, her hair pulled back into a mess of dreadlocks. Hello there, love. Where are you, where are you sitting tonight? The guy at the, at the door told me to give you this. Oh, VIP. Yes, yes. Daring, ma'am. aren't we? All right. Well, come this way. And she leads you up to the stage. There's a section of tables that are roped off at the front. Is there anyone joining you tonight? Yeah. They should be coming here soon. They're eating right now, and why not think ahead and get us prepared for the show? Okay. Going right here is uh, anything I bring to you. What kind of mixture of drinks do you guys have here? We've got several spirits that we can mix with other things. What are you looking for? Surprise me. Alrighty. And she takes off, skipping a little. You start to notice, as you're waiting for your drinks, other nobles. Some of them wearing cloaks to look a little more summit with the poor and taking the VIP seats as they start to fill up around you. And you hear other people coming towards the back, and there's a bit of a murmur of, like, I've heard about this show. I cannot wait. It's going to be crazy. Have you heard? She takes it all off. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> they don't joke around here. They're <laughs> Waitress comes back and sets in front of you like a cherry red drink. Red is my favorite color. They say good things come to those who wait, but I never waited around for that guy's name. If you're enjoying what you hear, make sure to give us a like on Facebook, share this podcast to your friends, and follow us as we begin growing our website over at sagasandshenanigans.com. Wait, website? Is this some drow shit? No? Alright, whatever. There we will also keep you up to date with the happenings of our wonderful cast and crew as they begin new adventures in podcasting. And now we return you to your regularly scheduled programming.
Let us go to the first round of poker and the first round of the competition. So we're going to do this similar to how we did poker that very first night. Since you all are playing at your own tables right now, Trey and Reese, roll me a D6 apiece. Four. That's a three. So you both lose the very first hand. However, you both saw that you were going to lose in enough time you folded before you were out of gold. Damn it. So you were still in. Do either of you... What's the easiest way to put this? Do either of you want to attempt to do anything to better your chances in the next round? Ooh. Uh, yes. Can I use my Intimidate to bluff? Yes. Go ahead and roll that. Uh, 19. Nice. Reed, did you want to do anything, or are you, you still trusting in Eladra? I'm still trusting old lady luck. However, I do look to the person to the right of me and I hand him the religious pamphlet from earlier. And I go, hey, here, this is for you. He <laughs> <laughs> made this more than I did. <laughs> I read it. It's not for me. Reese, roll persuasion at advantage. <laughs> 20. Not natural. Both of you go ahead and give me another D6. Five. D6 is a three again. Damn it. So, Trey. You get dealt Queen Deuce offsuit. But two of the guys at the table go all in. So you also go all in and stare them both down, and they fold and you put them both out. Hell yeah. <laughs> Reese, the gentleman starts kind of glancing at the pamphlet and, and thinking about things and thinking about things, and he's he's calling and calling until he, he doesn't even realize that he's gotten all in. But he's so focused on thinking, like, is this really where I want to be in life? <laughs> is this really where what I want to do with the rest of my... <laughs> he's honestly happy that you put him out and he goes home with the pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. I'm on my way home. Well, <laughs> the good word. Creve and Chris, I need you to make me constitution saves. All right. All right. Con... It's an 18. 18 as well. Woo! Shit. The man in the bloody apron steps back. He raises a large cleaver up in the air. And as he slams it down into the table, everyone starts to eat. I say, get it. Get him. All right. <laughs> Everyone's tearing into it, and no one seems to be having any trouble at this first round. Woo. Go ahead. And give me another constitution save. All right. Went on it. Yeah, that's a 21. Five. Hmm. It choked a little. Yes. Roll persuasion. Okay. 14. Woohoo. Okay. So, Chris, you're doing fine. You're chugging along. You're going okay. But, Creve, you start to already not really sure that you're going to be able to handle this. Oh, as you're trying to choke it down, you feel something in your tongue open up. Oh my god! And start helping you chew. <laughs> Holy crap! Whoa! That's fucking nasty. <laughs> this is dry rub. This is sauce-based barbecue. I oh. scream, go, go, go! <laughs> oh, Creve! All the changes you're going through. So exciting. <laughs> your tongue assists you. You're not knocked out just yet. Meanwhile, two of the gentlemen went a little too ham on the ham and began struggling with taking on one of the legs and seemed to be falling behind. Thero, 
you start hearing a very small band in a pit off to the side begins playing some music a dwarf with a large red beard drums on each of his hips starts coming forward giving a his own drum roll as he comes greetings beautiful citizens of sigil star to the one the only dockside theater where tonight we bring you the best of what we have to offer you'll see feats described only as unnatural talents described only as fantastical and things that will make you question reality itself and to round it all off the reason most of you are here tonight a one-of-a-kind performance by big mama mercy but let's start off with a local favorite a shifter sharpshooter whose skills are for sale vice the dwarf begins playing his drums again as a faint mist begins to flood the stage the band begins playing the heavy beats of a war band raising the crowd's heart rate as a feline shifter walks her way onto the stage her skin is a chalky pallor and her fur and hair stark white dressed in leather armor that accentuates her animalistic features throwing her arms out wide to show her claws and let out a lion's roar okay. as she bares her teeth the nobles gasp and then begin to applaud mm-hmm. as she start doing some acrobatics across the stage very well practiced and then begins to pull throwing knives from various places you did not see wow. and launching them around the stage with absolute precision and at one point one of the nobles leans forward with one of their empty wine bottles and goes vice and he throws the bottle up in the air and she turns and picks it out of the sky with one of the daggers wow and everyone begins to applaud and upon seeing that a few more nobles start throwing up their bottles and she takes them out you can actively hear the waitresses groaning in the background like oh i gotta fucking sweep that up now hello <laughs> go and roll inside okay. 13 she has clearly started doing this as a profession because it probably makes more money but you have a strong feeling that she's practiced this on people before whoa mm. all right so recording to underway um or se- second half underway all right so we got the knives and they threw things and they all exploded so um reese and trey We'll do one normal round again. So give me those D6s. Ooh, one this time. Uh, D6 is two. So again, you see that it's coming in time. Your hands aren't that good. You're able to fold before you get taken out. Is there anything else you want to do? Attempt to tip things in your favor again. Um, how many, I mean, how many people are left at the table? At your table, three. At mm. his table, five. Four. And how much gold do I have now? You're about even with everyone, so I'd say four people, two out, so everyone's sitting around 150 after that last ante. Perfect. I just want to flex at them all and use intimidation again. All right, roll the intimidation. 16 plus uh, two, 18. All right, Reese. Is Kenny Rogers drinking? He seems to be sipping on something dark and brown. Is he within conversation range? Not yet. All right, I'll have uh, one of the servers send over uh, one of whatever he's drinking. Alrighty. Roll persuasion. 14. All right, go ahead and roll roll your d6s. Five. Um, three. Trachilis, one of the gentlemen at your table, you're able to, you give that cold eye again, and he staggers a little bit. The other guy, he calls your bluff. Damn it. However, you both were doing pretty good, so you take out the guy who flinched, but you'd split the pot with him. 
That'll work. Split. It's like kind of like kissing your stepsister. It ain't so bad. <laughs> yeah, I love Pornhub too. <laughs> <laughs> so Reese, you glance over, you see the the drink show up. You take a look at it, check it, look over to you with a raised eyebrow, shrug and sip from it. You stick with your hand because you think it's okay. That you're pretty sure that your opponent has three aces, but on the river you end up with a full house. Yeah. Woo! And take him out. See nice. ya. Kind of hold my uh, coin around my neck just for a second. It feels like it may have come from somewhere else. Crease and Creve, give me Constitution saves. Eight. Diana, roll Persuasion again. Okay, here we go. Fifteen. It's going and it's going. Even with your help, Creve. Even with the assistance of of that otherworldly thing that is happening inside of your head, it just it's, it starts to get too much. You always thought you had a big stomach and you thought you could put away this this much. Two legs of this hog down, and you've got a tap. It's the meat sweats are getting to you, like there, there's sweat dripping from underneath your scales. You didn't even know that was possible, <laughs> and you you've got to tap out. It's because it's not a damn dry rub. You <laughs> sausage barbecue people are just that's. Just stack religious, I tell you. And I go, oh, it's okay. <laughs> don't, don't patronize me. Chris, you are pushing and pushing as hard as you can. This is stuff you're used to. This is what you're ready for. And you hear that. Okay. Go, Chris. But Diana cheering you on. Go, Chris. It keeps you going as you notice that the other three guys are just, they're breathing heavy. You can see the sweat dripping down their foreheads. They also just have to tap. They're done. Yeah! Who the hell do you think you are? I am! With a nat one, a three, and a six, yeah, they're out. Fuck. Whoa. <laughs> uh, bye. Congratulations, Chris. You are the victor of the barbecue showdown. Yeah. I just want to thank all the little people out there who fill up my belly. Well done, buddy. Well done. Thank you. He's meat drunk. <laughs> <laughs> the butcher comes over and pulls his cleaver out of the table he looks to you and says here's the other question can you beat the champs time well, it's the champs time keep on going i'll let you know <sighs> i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it all right <laughs> Woo, go, Chris. Go. go go roll me another constitution save you're at advantage 13 was that the highest of the two no, 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 no. Uh, that is a 22. Wow. You keep tearing into this. This is nothing. You've been doing this so long. Everyone is cheering you on. and You have to power through some, but with the, the high of the winning, the cheers of the crowd, you're able to put through that entire hog down to the bone. The butcher comes back over holding this hourglass, sets it down, says, well... You almost got it, but damn nice work, son. Yeah. I did it. Uh, carry me out of here, please. <laughs> Grab one of his arms and attempt to hoist him gently from the chair because I'm afraid he'll vomit on me. I'm so hard. No, I'm on mute. You feel like in normal situations they would pick you up and carry you out and, and cheer. But they all are well aware that they do not want whatever you just went down to come back up yet. <laughs> no, 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 don't touch that. The losers come over and they give their regards. They're like, we'll get them again next time, boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
You <laughs> was the head still attached to these pigs? Yes. Okay. Oh, so just before uh. I get up and go out, I take my knife and cut off pig's snout and put it in one of my vials. Oh, 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 oh. I back up. I back up. Chris, one more constitution save. Oh, God. Ooh. Hold it in, buddy. That's a, that's a night. Oh, Jesus. I back up really hard. <laughs> Once about half the players have been knocked out of each table, they go ahead and combine the two tables. The two that were sitting with the old man are moved over to Reese's table, and the orc and his two opponents are moved over to Trey's table. Now that you are within range, Trey, you get a bit closer look at this orc who is sitting across the table from you. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> Reese and Trey, go ahead and give me your new rolls. Five. Three. In a strange twist of fate, Reese, you have no trouble getting one of the one of the new guys to your table to go ahead and go all in, comes in and is immediately taken out. Trey, somehow y'all seem, there was a very weird set of hands and the pot split right back out. What's all the savage ones? Did I, do I know he's called the savage one? Do I know this guy at all? He has the same style as you, and now that you're both sitting at the table, he looks across and is sizing you up. You do notice that he's having to push his shoulder back and sit upright. He has, around his waist, a large leather belt with metal plates that have different engravings and various imagery carved into it. It's kind of hard to read at this distance, but you can tell that there is some sort of very important belt around his waist. Well, what's your name, brother? And what's that there belt you got? (laughs) Well, you have a very interesting dialect, Mr. Man. (laughs) This here is a belt that I won with my bare hands. Perhaps one day you might yourself be worthy of it. Where can I give me one of those belts, brother? <laughs> There's only one like this one. But uh, right now, I'm not worried about taking that gold from you. Well, let's make a deal make it a little more interesting, man. How about we put that there belt on the line and I'll put up a hundred gold to whoever wins this tournament. The other players at the table start laughing at you. <laughs> Dealer even starts like, mm, you, 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 so. and finally the the orc at the other side speaks. There's not enough gold in this building to be worth what this thing is worth. Well, how about this, brother? If I win the tournament, how about you give me an old fighter's chance at the belt? Now that that I can agree to. You all head down from where you all were. Dockside wasn't that far away. And so you come up, there's still the gentleman at the door. He seems to have a fresh cup of coffee. You're all here for the looks at Chris and his condition. Oh, God. Show? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, You might want to sit this one out. Are you sure about this? I got it. Okay. Stomach, this one, no problem. (laughs) VIP's already sold out, so one gold apiece. Okay, I pay it for me. (laughs) Give him the money. Fine. I give the guy three gold, and I go, come on. Thank you, madam. So bad. As you reach the foot of the stairs, 
and you see the same open concert hall. They're sweeping large amounts of glass off of the floor. There's a lot of cheering people up front on tables. Uh, you do notice Thero sitting alone at a table up front. Well, that's not surprising at all. Is there <laughs> chairs there? Should we go over there, do you think? There are chairs by him. Okay. Hey, weirdo, we're coming over. Waitress meets you all there as the dwarf is coming back on stage. Uh, are you here for the show? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get VIP or would you like to purchase the cloth? Well, we're uh, supposed to be sitting with that guy up front. He's one of our... Uh, Id. He did mention that he had some guests coming. We'll go, go ahead and get on up there. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Hey, Thero. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up, Elf? Uh, I see you've had a fair amount of uh, fun. Oh, it's meat sweats. Meat sweats. This is the look of a winner right here. Oh. <laughs> I can't breathe, and it's fantastic. Truly a true winner. <laughs> um, have a seat, guys. I managed to get one of the last VIPs around here, and so I figured, why not? You know, why not enjoy the show, and why not see it up close and personal? Yeah, I appreciate it. This is the first time I've ever been in one of these places, and I look around. One more time for the amazing dexterity of Vice, everybody. One more time. Round of applause. Yay! Woo. Coming up next, he's a local favorite. Some of you have seen him around town performing, and we got him here tonight to do a full performance for you. Please put your hands together for Brevity! Yay! Woo. <laughs> Majestic. A clown walks out onto the stage. Weird. Ooh. Reese, do you want to do anything to prepare for this next round? Just want to tap the old coin on my chest and reflect on Oladra and, and what this means and just make that personal call. Alrighty. Go ahead and roll them D6s. Four. God damn it, two. Oh. Ooh, I'm not roll. I've had to do seven this whole game. <laughs> he cracks a bit of a smile as you're able to fold before you get too deep, but he ends up taking the money from one of the other players, and now you are the short stack with four opponents remaining. Reese, you are able to work one of the guys into going all in and are able to take him out, and so now you and the old man have the lead, but there are still two others remaining at the table. Do we want to do another prep before the next round? Yeah, I mean, any chance I can get to intimidate any of these guys. Go ahead and roll it. I got six plus two, eight. Oof. All right. Reese, do you have any prep? Is Kenny Rogers within conversation range yet? He is now. He's at the other side of the table from you. I uh, glance down at his pendant. It's a, it's a nice pendant. I've, I've seen that before. Where'd you come by that? Oh, well, this one, I... Uh... I won from a game a long time ago. Lady Oladra's been with me ever since. You seem also like a, a follower of our Lady Luck. I'm not so sure. I uh, I was patching up soldiers in the war. Every now and then one would be at death's doorstep and I would channel power and save their lives. And one soldier was wearing that same pendant. And he said uh, before he passed out, Oladra. And I've been kind of searching for what that exactly meant this whole time. Put it out of my mind for a while with drink, but it's coming back around. 
Well, I can definitely say that I can't imagine you've made it this far in the tournament without her grace, so she's definitely looking over you in somewhat. Go ahead and roll them, roll them numbers. Another four. Okay. Trey? Computer's acting weird. Five! Woo! So, even though your bluff was not that good, it kind of played to your favor. You actually end up winning on the flop. Yeah. Or sorry, winning on the turn. Wherever? Between your hand and the champ folding, you're able to take out the other two at the table. And Reese, likewise, the old man folds, and the other two try to, to go in as hard as they can. You had already won on the flop, so you just let them keep betting and betting until you had them both. Nice. Very unique clown. He has the makeup on, making himself look goofy. But his outfit is very the hobo look. Dumpy, just a little askew. His colors don't match, and he looks like he hasn't slept in a few days. He stumbles forward, looks at everybody, waves. He steps back. He pulls out three balls and begins to juggle them. Hell yeah. And he's doing all right for a little bit. And he, he looks around, realizes no one's really... Okay, oh, oh, you don't give a shit about that. So he throws the balls down, wags his finger. And it, he looks like he's reaching into his... Like, he reaches... It looks like he reaches into his stomach. He hold, holds his finger out, holds his finger out. And then he pulls what looks like a liver out of his stomach. Oh, oh. I look horrified, and Scooby-Doo <laughs> Creep, who I assume is sitting next to me, basically in the guy's lap like Scooby is with Shaggy. Oh, God! It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. Just a show. <laughs> the front row starts going wild. Everybody... No, not Winston. Oh, God. Zeus, do intelligence save. Oh, thank goodness. Doesn't matter. Didn't help me. It's a seven. It's a five. <laughs> me and you both. I got 20. Diana and Chris, wow, he literally just pulled his own liver out. Oh, and look, oh, he just pulled a spleen out, too. Oh, is that his appendix? And he starts juggling the three of them <laughs> around as the crowd's going wild. <laughs> wow. Darrow and Creve notice that while he doesn't say anything, there are definitely some motions as he's doing the, the reach in. His hand is making very familiar arcane motions <laughs> as he is casting Minor Illusion. Yes. <laughs> mm. Hey, buddy. Just like when you created the grandfather out there. That was fun. I think I'm going to have to close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with his guts? <laughs> There's not any organs left. There's nothing left. He lets him fall to the ground for a bit of a, a boa dance with his intestines so now it is you versus the old man. You have the chip lead. About time. Trey, you and the savage one currently evenly matched. Do you want to try anything before you go into this next hand? Intimidate. All right, roll it. Oh, man. God, six. God damn. Oh, eight total. Reese, seems to me, young man, you're hoping that Elijah's luck is going to let you hide from this world. But you keep running while protected by some sort of shield of chance. And it will last for a while, but the house will always win in the end. You need to be more proactive in your plays and realize Eladra isn't merely luck. She's glory. She's, she's wisdom. You also got to remember that there's two sides to every coin. You've heard of the Nine, right? The, the Sovereign Host? I have. 
But there's also the Dark Six. They're as important to the balance of this world as are the Nine. He reaches up and grabs that domino around his neck. He turns it over. You can see that there's a small carving in the back of it that looks like four bones crossed to make an eight-point mark, which you recognize as the mark of the Traveler, one of the Dark Six. They're mirrors of each other. Happiness and pain, love and hate, fear and bravery. Same chemical reactions the body is harnessed, but different directions. And uh, go ahead and roll your dice. Well, he rattled me with that speech. I got a one. Ooh. Ooh. All right. And Trey? Six. So, Trey, you're both staring each other down as hard as you can. And neither one of you is wanting to flinch. Neither one of you is wanting to show any sort of give. So it comes down to it, and the cards decide that you take that table. Hell yeah. Yeah. Not only that, brother, but now I'll get a shot at the (laughs) I believe that's fair. I'll give you some time to train and get ready. When the championship is on the line, I'll make sure you know about it. Hell yeah. So now that I move over to... You're going to join whoever wins here in just a minute. Okay. So, Reese, you're a little shook by that. He doesn't get you to go all in, so he doesn't blow you out. He's starting to come back from behind. The dealer deals out the cards, and you're dealt a jack of spades and a queen of clubs. On the flop is the ten of hearts, the queen of hearts, and the jack of hearts. The old man looks at his cards, looks at the flop, looks up at you. Mm, Call. Do it. You raise? Sure. You raise, grumbles to himself, call. The turn is the queen of diamonds. Your move. I'll raise. He calls. You realize that he doesn't have that much left in his his stack. And then the river is an eight of hearts. Well, I'll just keep the pressure going. Do you go all in? Let's do it. I'm feeling it. You push all your gold forward. Call. The dealer you know, looks at the coins, looks at it, says, well, uh, sir, you are short from the full pot. Uh, we'll go ahead and set these back. Hold up, hold up, hold up. He takes the necklace off and throws it to the dealer. Is that enough to make the pot fair? Dealer looks at it for a second, checks the diamonds out. I. He looks to Reese. Is that fine with you, sir? I'd be proud to have it. And he sets it on top. All right, what you got? I lay him out. Hmm. F- Queen's full of jacks, huh? Damn shame. He turns over the ace of hearts and the king of hearts. Uh-huh. And he reaches forward, sort of pulls all the gold towards him. Uh-huh. This always happens. <laughs> it always can happen. So uh, perhaps, and he takes the necklace and chucks it to you. You need this more than I do nowadays. And he takes his money to go finish the final round, which... Let's go ahead and Trey, this older gentleman also, sits down across the table from you. Jesus Christ, you're big. <laughs> yeah, say that again. All right. This dealer's old car. Hey, buddy, I got somewhere to be, so let's do this. I say we both go all in in the dark right now, or how about we just split this whole pot? 50-50. You know what? I think my luck has just run out on that last hand, so absolutely, let's do that. All right, split her up, dealer. Some people groan a bit because they really wanted to see a, a, a final blowout, but 
they understand that sometimes that's just how tournaments work. So strippers, strippers, strippers. <laughs> well, shit. All right. Congratulations, Trey. Twelve hundred gold. What? Jesus wow. Christ. I pull Reese up under my arm and I flick him a hundred gold. Yeah. Uh, oh, thanks for your generosity. <laughs> you got your money back. Yep. So as you all wrap up, you get out and you head down. The gentleman is still there nursing that coffee. He's so happy with his coffee. <laughs> you two look happy as hell. What are you doing here? Brother, I want the absolute best seat you've got in the house. I'm with him. You should have been here much sooner than VIP sold out. Sorry. You ain't got a backstage pass or something, man? And I kind of shut, flick a little gold at him or like kind of shimmer it in his eyes. Hey, come on. Come on. We're missing the show. Let's just get in. Let's just buy a ticket. Come on. You know what? Uh, ten, 10 gold will get you a backstage pass after the show. Do I meet Big Mama Mercy? Absolutely. You can... <laughs> You can say hi to Big Mama Mercy after the show. Yeah. Reese, I think that's my new woman. Jessica's playing hard to get. Hey, Reese, roll insight. Oh, gosh. 13. You're not sure whether he actually has the authority to do that, but he seems to be relishing in the idea of making this sell. Fine. This this will be fun to watch. Let's just get in. <laughs> All right, buddy. Here's 10 gold, man. Let's do this. He takes out this silver plate, breaks off one of the corners, and it's like... Don't worry. They'll know what that's for. Just take, take it on down. And you two, you, you strut on down the stairs, feeling good about yourselves. And there's a, there's a young lady, the waitress from earlier. She has several what look like drop cloths over top her arm. As you reach the bottom of the stairs, she turns. Oh, yes. Um, would you like a cloth before the, the final performance? Only one silver. What's the cloth for? Yeah, that's weird. For the performance. <laughs> this place is fancy. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll take a towel. Uh, <laughs> and then I put it on top of my head, kind of awkwardly, like some kind of weird unbalanced turban. I don't need that shit. We're good. I'll just borrow somebody's. Is this right? She giggles at you. You soon realize that you know, this is a pretty large two beach towels put together. Oh. More like a tart. Oh. Oh. Have fun. We'll we'll see you in a moment. You come in just enough time to see the mime juggler. Now take a bow as all of his organs splash to the floor and disappear. The fuck was that? What the hell? <laughs> Can I see that they entered and wave at them to the table? Yes. The four of them have taken all the chairs that are at that table. We're going to say there are two openings very close to the front row, but they're not like in the VIP section. Fine. The dwarf comes back out. One more time for brevity, everyone. One more time. Uh, he makes cleanup so easy. Now comes the moment you've all been waiting for. A performance like none other. As you've heard, this is a burlesque legend from across all of Corvair, and she's here for this one night here in Sigil Star. Beautiful people, put your hands together for Big Mama Mercy! The band once again begins a passionate beat of war drums, and as the performer emerges onto the stage, it is very clear why they chose this venue for this performance. The troll woman comes out towering over the dwarf and looming over the crowd. Her dark green skin has been tattooed with intricate designs done in bold white ink. 
She begins strutting proudly around the stage, an outfit made of gold rings and plates that cover her intimate parts, moving in time with the music as she begins to remove the metal outfit and leaves it near the back of the stage as the crowd cheers. Whiskey! Server, whiskey! Whiskey, please! I'm gonna be honest with y'all, I'm not pulling out. I'm not doing it. (laughs) That's my wife right there. (laughs) To be honest with you, I don't want all these people looking at her, to be honest. That's... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll wait till I'm on. I'm so fucking down right now. Like you have no idea how down Chris is. <laughs> the waitresses move very quickly to, to to get your order and then try to get back over and they, they almost slosh the whiskey as they set it on the table and oh, oh thank god, thank god. Duck back out of the way. Because soon that, that tribal that tribal beat stops. The dwarf comes in from the side stage as she takes a moment to just let you all bask in her beauty. Oh, I'm basking. And the dwarf comes forward with this large ceremonial dagger and presents it to Big Mama Mercy. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. this guy again. Can I pet that troll? <laughs> <laughs> okay. As... The dagger is handed over to Big Mama Mercy, and the music shifts from that deep, pa- uh, passionate tribal beat. <laughs> I just realized what's happening. Oh, God. Beautiful, happy, burlesque style number. Everybody roll. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now I see. What's I'm, I'm not telling. You, I'm I not think. Telling. I think you're. Okay. Everybody roll nature or intelligence. Now I remember what they do. What is it that they do, Mike? Uh, regeneration. <laughs> I'm a nerd. <laughs> I got, I got, I got a thirteen, but I'm, I'm kind of picturing what's going on here. Twenty. I got a natural one. <laughs> I got an eleven. I got a sixteen. I got a nine. Trey, you and me, buddy. Trey, you're like, I don't know. Maybe she, maybe she likes it a little rough. Okay, weird. Hell yeah, that's my woman. Diana. <laughs> You are completely confused of just what, I mean, I guess it'd be cool to dance with. I mean, you could, you might be able to fight with it, but it's way too ceremonial. The rest of you, remember that one of the most important traits about trolls, as long as they're not dealt fire damage, they can regenerate from any wound. Wow. (laughs) She is. The VIPs have drop cloths here too. So, Reese, as that sort of clicks, you feel oh. yourself instinctively start raising that drop cloth up, yep. up like you're at a Gallagher show. Oh, God. <laughs> I try to kind of hold it up towards the rest of the people around me. Here, grab this, grab this. <laughs> Trey, roll a dexterity save. Trey. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, six. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. You're still so starstruck by this beautiful figure in front of you that even as all of this begins to happen, you aren't able to get your fine white fur coat off in time. Oh, God. Oh, no. (laughs) And we're going to fade to black on that. uh... Uh, Yes. Fading back in, the various nobles who are in the VIP sections are absolutely ecstatic. They are on cloud nine. And uh, one of them even holds up a glove, quote unquote, 
I was like, oh, I don't have this pattern yet. Perfect. I'll add it to the collection. And they start to, to leave. One noble comes over to y'all's table and goes, excuse me, um, that, that bit of thigh there, are, are you going to keep that? Have it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Crave, let go. Oh, but, but I... Oh, let it go! All right, fine. <laughs> Creve, you are covered in samples. Yeah. I've got plenty here. I'm good. Yes, everyone everyone except for Reese is covered in samples. I just make that noise like, ah! Uh, uh. I, look, I look over at them and I go, it's a towel. It's, it's, it's a towel. And give her the old googly eyes. <laughs> She saw your googly eyes during the performance and has, has left the stage. I'll say this to the group. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so much good. Glad you got the VIP seats. <laughs> the tabs were included among with the show, so we're just going to not worry about that. <laughs> now that the show is over, uh, what does everyone want to do next? Find a bath. I want to go talk to that girl. I think I need to sleep. I'm going to probably have a couple a couple drinks to kind of forget about that and then probably get some sleep. Yeah, I'm with Thero. <laughs> Tracheles, you flag down one of the waitresses and show her your backstage pass, and she rolls her eyes with a deep sigh. Oh, did Bronson do that shit again? <laughs> uh, look, if you'd like to see Big Mama Mercy... You can come back tomorrow and see her. She kind of needs a bit of rest right now. Uh, is there anything I can do to get past this? I really want to meet this old gal. Give me a moment. Let me see if she'll have visitors. Just please, please, please hold on. And she takes off backstage. Everyone else uh, gets ushered towards the door. They are closing down for the night. You do know that you are staying at a tavern, so perhaps they will have more drinks there. The waitress comes back out. And she looks a little pale. Um, sir, she, come come with me. Ooh, here we go. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Takes you into the back, down some halls, and through a door. It's her green room, but it's looks like they have cut an area out so that the the river water can come in and make like a small pool. She's actively like lounging in this pool filling up most of it. There's two young men, and they are rubbing salve over the exposed muscle. Oh. I hear it feels like the first time by Foreigner in my head. <laughs> and I say, uh, what's up, good looking, what you got cooking? <laughs> it is odd. You enjoy my performance more than most, it seems. Oh, I loved the performance. And I would love to give you one in return. (laughs) She turns to the the two assistants, ponders for a moment, barks at them in a language you're not quite sure. They look concerned for a moment. Are you sure? She nods. The two servants close the door on their way out, and we fade to black once again. Uh, I'm definitely not role-playing... I'm definitely not role-playing that on uh, on the recording. Okay. Reese, do you have prestidigitation? 
Let me check. I think so off the top of my head. Uh, let me pull this up. Nope, I've got Thaumaturgy instead. Some of you take a small detour to go down to the riverside <laughs> and clean off as much as you can. Gross. As <laughs> most of the actual bathhouses are going to be closed this time of night. Why? This towel is just a silver. I don't know. It smells like water, but not water. You know what I mean? <laughs> After a long walk of shame back to the tavern, <laughs> Jessica is waiting downstairs. Her, her wounds patched up looking around y'all look like you have been through hell you have no idea we paid for it actually where's the big guy you don't want to know you don't want to know mm, fair enough all right well i'm still in his bed then <laughs> give her the bed i'm tired just please lay me down <laughs> as you are trying to get to sleep creve you once again have a moment where you you feel like you are out of your own head and you're once again uh, settling down for camp by the edge of the woods, looking over your men and making sure that they're, they all ate their rations and they're all still doing well. This is going to be a long trip back to Dargoon. And thinking once again about something wasn't right about that. They, they fucking lied to me, but, well, more power to them. I'll get them next time. And then you're back inside your own head. Huh. By tomorrow, uh, you will have figured out what is going on there. Nice. And other than that, everyone goes to sleep. Everyone rests. You have a wonderful long rest that is then interrupted in the morning by a pounding on the the banister. Knock, 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 knock. Hey, hello. Hi. Hello, everyone. A portly man is coming down the stairs holding a bunch of rolled up pieces of paper. Hello, hello. Oh, sorry. Uh, Didn't mean to to wake you so abruptly. Um, I'm Turin. Turin, uh, we haven't met yet, but... um, I'm the I'm the guy, you know. Turin Stavin, it's me. So, yo, I got some good news and I've got some bad news. Go on. Okay. The good news is this fine establishment and the people who I work with are very skilled in getting outlaws out of Sigil Star and on their way without, you know, alerting the authorities. Okay. The bad news is, and he sets our six large pieces of parchment down onto one of the empty beds. He's just came in from the uh, guard this morning. Felt you might want to see him. Oh, shit. I grab one and unroll one. Yeah, I grab one and start to read. Mm-hmm. Oh, Wanted for crimes against House Lirandar, House Caneth, and House Galanda, these fugitives are to be found and brought back alive or dead, with the exception of the female that is traveling with them, must be brought back in alive. Oh, God. Oh, no, 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 no. Damn, your mom's serious, ain't she? 2,000 gold reward. I don't know what I don't know what, what they're doing. What did do. you write for? I didn't write anything like that. I suggested there might be a spell. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Sagas and Shenanigans as much as we enjoyed making it for you in these dark times. You can find us at sagasandshenanigans.com, facebook.com slash sagasandshenanigans, as well as other social media sites to be determined. The adventurers are Angela Shibley as the paladin Lady Diana de Lirandar, 
Michael Shibley as the Warlock, Algernop Creve. Cody C.K. Kitts as the Ranger, Kreese Ashtar. Anthony Bingy Bingaman as the Rogue, Thero de Fairlon. Michael Doherty as the Cleric, Reese Royce. And Trey Pack as the Barbarian, Trachiles. Edited and mixed by Boston McCown, recorded and published through Corporation Zero Studios. Theme song is The Gunfight by Everett Allman, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license. You can learn more about that song and Everett Allman in the links in the show notes. Also, more about Creative Commons licenses at creativecommons.org. I am your host and Dungeon Master, Boston McCown, reminding you, the story stops, but never ends. to my drink but they have been painted black <laughs> I, I i heard that very nice very nice he has that kenny rogers look to him teeth peeking out from his lips that is a very large orc who is counting over his gold whoa dad <laughs> it is now. Hold up. Let me. I'm jotting yep, this note down. Hold up. Take that one. <laughs> I take a sip and uh, not bad. Tastes very nice. Roll constitution. <laughs> you don't know yet. Roll constitution <laughs> save. Oh, God. The very first hand, you're out. No, um, no. <laughs> Again? Pieces down the drain. I read it. It's not for me. And we all know about them and the priests with the kids anyway. We've all heard that. So, I, you know. Eh. And she turns and picks it out of the sky with one of the daggers. Wow. And everyone begins to applaud. It's already better than the movie Cats. <laughs> Hell yeah. This is the butthole cut I've been waiting for. This is the butthole cut. <laughs> Orc who is sitting across the table from you. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> well, let me tell you something, brother. I'm not very much going to enjoy this opponent. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God! Don't let him drive around trees, and we'll be fine. No. I, 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 I right. may, I may or may not be taking a screenshot of this so I can send this to the. No, Boston. We, I'll send you. I will send you. I'll send you the original. I'll send you the original later. I may okay, make that cool. my phone screen background. Uh, <laughs> fun, fun fact. Oh, hold up. Let me double one. check. Let me double check. No, it's not anymore. Is it my lock screen still? Yep, still my lock. The original still my lock screen. <laughs> Images. Hell yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. This here is a belt that I won with my bare hands. <laughs> Oh, this is, I'm so happy. <laughs>